Welcome to the Chiefs Bros Podcast. My name is Andrew. Right across from here is Jonathan. Uh, Jonathan, I think I found a good strategy for the Chiefs going forward to get out of this lump. What's that, Andrew? Uh, playing backup quarterbacks. Oh, yeah. That, it, uh, it's that always helps. It's good for the soul. We should just do that from here on out. I think so. Remember that one year we played like all backup quarterbacks for, we jumped up to like, I don't know, like 10-0 or something? We were fantastic. 2015? Yeah, we were we were frauds that year. I hate to say it. Um, but that's that's all behind us now. Yeah. Water at, under the bridge. At this point, I am not looking, you know, any any gift that the Chiefs get in terms of breaks or easy games or you know, wins that maybe do not necessarily reveal anything about the Chiefs in and of themselves. <clears throat> Don't care. Just want W. Yep. All about the alphabets, as someone might say. Yeah, as, as a wise man once said, we don't care about numbers here, we care about alphabets. And I only care about alphabets. And our alphabet this week was a W. 2-0 oh in our last, well, that's we're back to numbers now, but 2-0 oh in our last two. <laughs> Stats don't lie. So, yeah, I'm, I'm completely beyond caring about, you know, style points or... I don't know, moral losses, as people seem to refer, be referring to this Chiefs win. No. Mor- I, moral losses are for the wealthy. I'll take all of the ugly wins <clears throat> that I can get. I'm like the, uh, you know that, like, poem that, like, from the Statue of Liberty that's like, send me all of your huddled, unwashed masses from Europe? I'm like that with wins. I'm like, just give me your ugliest, sturdiest wins. I don't care. I'll take them all. Yep. Yeah. That, that's where we're at right now. We're the team of opportunity right now. But hey, all wins are well. Yeah, at least we talked about Chiefs win this week, right? Yeah, feels yeah. good. Yeah, feels good. What's so what you got? What uh, what are you what are your thoughts about the Chiefs' glorious victory over Jordan Love? Oh man, I got so many thoughts. Um, to start off with, just like an overview, I don't think it takes a, an expert analyst to realize that the offense was not great, but the defense was pretty darn good, and special teams played well. A lot better than the Packers special teams, mm-hmm. and that's how we want. Yeah, the Chiefs defense continues to bail out the offense, just like we all thought this year would go. Yes, as as per usual. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I was saying, uh, like, during the game, I don't know if you remember this, but I was saying, as we were watching the game, how weird it was to watch, like, this very low-scoring, like, field position, back-and-forth struggle. Because mm-hmm. that's, like, a, it's a kind of offense that I'm not used to watching the Chiefs play. I'm used to watching other bad teams play that, but not us. You know what that says, don't you? About what? About the quality of the Chiefs. Uh, no, I have no idea what you're. I have no idea where you're going with that. Well, if you're what used to watching bad teams play that way, yeah, and that's the way we're playing. Uh huh. What does that mean? I don't know. It means we're good, right? Sure, sure, sure. <laughs> good. We only care about alphabets. Yep. Um. So, do you want to talk about the offense or the defense first? Defense. If you, All right. If you're the if you're the the winning unit, if you're the, the unit that is actually contributing something to the victory, then you could talk about first. Yeah. That's the rule. So the defense, it's it's another one of those difficult games to kind of know how much to take from it, similar to whenever we play at Washington and they had their backup quarterback in. Mm-hmm. So on the one hand, they played really great. 
Uh, on the other hand, it was a backup quarterback that looked very much like a backup quarterback. Or, uh, or a young rookie quarterback, I should say. No, he's their backup. Yeah, he's their backup right now. But I think even in spite of that, there were a lot of positive takeaways from this game for the Chiefs. Mm-hmm. I've got a couple listed here. Uh, first, the one that I noticed the most. Seemed like this was the first time all year long that we really got a consistent pass rush game. It's true. And what, what do you think are the reasons for that? Because I've got some. I don't want to hear Well, I think ones. there's one really big one. Is it uh, on the inside? It's Melvin Ingram. Oh, okay. I thought he he came in, and I was shocked how much he played. He was in there for like 50% of snaps, and he seemed like he's already like the second or third best pass rusher on this team. Well, that tells you just kind of how sparse things were on the pass rush front, yeah. I think. It was a great trade because the Steelers had too many pass rushers, and we didn't have enough. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, it's a nice trade on both sides. Wait, did we trade? Yeah, we did trade. We did. Right? We, we did. Like a six. We did. And, uh, and that's what's a little bit <clears> – I guess I'll give him credit for getting it right eventually. But this is a move we could have – You know, maybe, maybe we tried, maybe we didn't try hard enough. But we could have had Melvin Ingram at the start of the year. And we could have had Chris Jones on the inside at the start of the year. So we could have had a decent pass rush all year, but we decided to do this weird. And I, I'd love to know actually look back at like the timing of like when we missed out on Melvin Ingram and then when we signed Jaron Reed, because like at one point we decided, you know what we should do? Let's sign Jaron Reed, who's going to be a, a major presence on the inside, which was a lie. And then let's move Chris Jones at defensive end, where he can wreak havoc on the outside, which was also a lie. Yeah, that's a big improvement number two that I saw was we've basically given up on the Chris Jones as a defensive end experiment. Yeah. He'll still play out there a little bit, roughly, like I don't know, 30% of snaps or so. But that's basically what he did before because we do like to move him around a little bit. Yeah. But we're basically back to where we were last year and, you know, prior, where he's primarily a defensive tackle, where he should be playing. Yes. His um, natural position. It is. He's back to his natural position. Um. And then Frank Clark. He Frank, good. Yeah, Frank, healthy Frank Clark. Yeah, I think that was one of our keys to a media day for defense from last week. <laughs> was uh, Frank, healthy Frank Clark, Chris Jones on the inside. Um, the other key, I believe, was one of them was Gertie Dan not on the field. Um, he somehow snuck his way on for at least one snap. We know that he gave up his, uh, his constitutional um, touchdown pass that made him look like he doesn't belong on the football field. See, the tricky thing with Dan Sorensen is now that he's been kind of demoted to that kind of dime safety back. Well, returned to. That's, yeah. where, that's where he was. And then we decided, you yeah. know what? This, this, this marginally athletic 30-year-old dude has starter potential. Let's do it. Yes. So he's there now, and he's only getting like 30, 33% of snaps thereabout. However often we go into that package, I think it's about 33 the problem is that you go into that package whenever you expect the opponent to be passing the ball. Yeah. So that 30-33% of snaps is the worst time for him to be out there because that's when he's going to be covering someone against the pass likely. Yeah. So I'm, I'm at the point now where anytime Dirty Dan makes a bad play, I'm not even really blaming Dirty Dan because that's just kind of who he is right now. I've I'm at the point where, like, I'm blaming the coordinators for continuing to put him out there. Yeah. I'll tell you, at some point, someone sat down this uh, this offseason and said, you know what we should do is put Chris Jones on the outside and start more Dan Sorensen. And whoever that was... Um, they were like a sleeper agent. They're just yeah. coming in here and screw things up. Yeah. Uh, Let's run more, like, a read option with two Mahomes, get him injured. Two really terrible ideas Yeah, we had in the offseason. 
that was rough. So I, I feel like they're adjusting with some of these changes that um, didn't look like they were working. Maybe not as quickly as you or I or other Chiefs fans would have liked, but I think they're happening. Well, that's the weird thing is like I feel like anyone could have seen from like week two or three on that that's what needed to happen. So what the heck took the Chiefs so long? Yeah, I mean it's probably good that they don't react as quickly as a fan would because you know they would make some very stupid decisions then. Yeah. But it is a couple times now <coughs> where it seemed like everybody and his brother knew that this change should be made. Ha, <laughs> brother. Yeah, literally. Me uh, and my brother both knew. Yeah, literally. But then they didn't do it for a while. But they're, they're there now, so again, water under their bridge. I feel like um, the whole defense is kind of starting to round into form now. Hmm. I don't know. Starting. Starting. I'm Not still, a finished product. I'm still a little bit scared about our corner group, even though we have the right people in there now, I think. Well, they were great on Sunday. Yeah. And I think we still we should see more Willie Gay. I don't know why he's not out there on every snap. That guy's far and away. He might be our best he might be our best defensive player right now. Chris Jones is really good, but Willie Gay might be like our most important defensive player right now. Hmm. It's yeah. been spicy, but it is pretty spicy. I don't know if I'll jump on that one. I will say I I did not like that Bolton was getting kicked out of the mic position for Hitchens. I I don't understand that one. This is another one where it seems like an obvious decision to me to just roll with Bolton because it was working really well. Yeah. He's the future of the position. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I don't know what to think of that. It's just a strong, strong preference for veterans for some reason. Yeah. Well, I mean, that's all well and good if it's working, but... It's Clearly has not been working this year for us. Well, hey, listen. Of the, of the stupid ideas that we had this year, um, that included Dan Sorensen playing at all, um, Chris Jones on the outside, and too much Anthony Hitchens. I think I will take too much Anthony Hitchens as the most the one I can live with the most. You know? Yeah, I guess so. Can't have everything. You can't have you can't have all smart decisions about your defense. Going back to our quarterbacks, we touched on them lightly. They were great on Sunday. They've been pretty good all season long, really. Outside of a few breakdowns, yeah, uh, Legarius Need had a great interception. He did, and he needed because he he had, he's had kind of a dumb couple weeks, to be honest with you. Yeah, well, I mean, quarterbacks—they're always kind of up and down. That's kind of the nature of the position. Um, but they're younger guys; they're still kind of rounding into form. So I I like where our cornerback position is at right now as a team. I feel like it's going to be like twenty twenty eight. And, like, Charbarius Ward's, like, 32 years old. And I'm just going to be like, I wonder if that guy's any good. I don't know. <laughs> okay, I was on to this way back in 2018, whenever he first came in against the Seahawks. And it was like every other game, he was great, he was terrible. He was great, he was terrible. So I've, I've been writing the, like, Charbarius Ward is incredibly inconsistent train for a long time now. More like a roller coaster than a train. Really. Yeah, it is. Yeah, it's a very good point. And not even, not even one of, like, the loopy ones. Like, the ones that just go, whoop. Yeah. All the way up, and then you fall back down. Yeah, just like Tower of Terror, Charvary's Ward. It's like the uh, the Mamba, if you're from Kansas City. Never go to Wolves Fun. Sure. Yeah. I want it to be more like... A train. The train, yeah. yeah. Just a very high train. Yeah. Just a nice plateau. Right, nice and high. Excellent play. Would be nice. But overall, I think he's been good. I really like what I've seen at Fenton, which is kind of... He's been kind of a... Oh, how should I say it? Kind of a nice surprise this year because he he was a draft pick a couple of years back and I had kind of written him off as like well maybe he's just kind of a special teamer guy for us 
Yeah, I think the issue there is he was he's always been a slot corner, I think. And there's a tendency to think that you have your two outside corners or your number one, number two, and your slot corner is number three. Uh, and I don't know if that's really accurate anymore. Like, I think it's more like you have your, your, your starting three corners, and that includes at least one slot corner. That doesn't necessarily mean he's your third best. Mm-hmm. So I think he's probably better on the inside, and Ward is, I guess, better on the outside. But again, I, I don't know. Yeah. Overall, pretty happy with them. Uh, did you hear about how Jerry Sneed got that interception? So he, he watched a lot of tape, and he saw that Aaron Rodgers will do this like little tap to his elbow whenever he's signaling to a wide receiver to run a, ha- a hot route. Oh. It's basically like, I believe that's like a, a one-man audible, if you will, mm-hmm. where like you're going to run this certain play based on the like, alignment that I see. I think this will work. And he picked up on that, and he saw Jordan Love do it. Mind you, Jordan Love's not played any. Mm-hmm. But he saw Jordan Love to do the same thing, so he knew, like, this is what's coming. Mm-hmm. So he jumped that route all the way, basically ran it for him, picked it off. So He found their tail. That's, that's great. I love to see that out of your young players. I think we're going to call him the gambler, like Kenny Rogers' song. <laughs> knows when to hold him, knows when to fold him. Knows when you're, <laughs> knows when you're bluffing. The, uh, the Marcus Peters. That was, that was his name. Um, any other note? Oh, I got another one on the defense. Do you remember after we played the Browns and the Ravens, everyone was pulling their hair out about the run defense? I do. I recall that. Well, that's probably because we played two of the best rushing teams in the league, but yeah. go on. And we said that at the time, but it was still very worrisome. Yeah. Really, ever since then, it has not been a huge issue. And it was not a huge issue on Sunday. That was probably my number one concern defensively. Mm-hmm was they have a pair of really good running backs and a good offensive line, and I was worried that they would just be able to pound the rock on us. Well, they didn't really commit to the running game, did they? I mean, they ran it quite a bit. I was looking, doing some next-gen stats here. Yep. Uh, their two running backs combined uh, rushed for 20 carries for 99 yards, which is, is not bad, but... It's not the five yards per carry that surprised me. That's pretty good. I think it's just the 20 carries. That feels light to me. Yeah. Well, maybe they didn't have as many sustained drives, didn't have as many plays overall. Mm-hmm. Either way, that's that's a yard per carry that you can deal with because they're going to get some big plays, but you're also going to stuff them a few times, get them into those third and longs. That's where you, where you really want them. So what do you attribute the improved run defense to? I think it was just a point of focus, and they kind of said that early on in the season is that whenever you have identify a problem that you have with the unit, you can address that, and sometimes it takes a little while, but you can focus on that one thing and get it solved. So I think the run defense, knock on some wood here, I think it's mostly solved, at least to the point where we're not going to get killed with it. And that's that's what you need. See, I will attribute it to the emergence of Nick Bolton as you know, like a starting caliber linebacker. And yeah, and I definitely, I think he's definitely a large part of it. That's at least the nice thing about him is like uh, neither him or Hitchens are good at pass uh, pass defense. I don't think. Bolton, I think Bolton's got the potential to be. Maybe not the athleticism, but the potential to be. But Hitchens just, at times, looked lost, did not know where he was supposed to be. Um, well, didn't really have the explosion. It seems like Hitchens, or uh, Bolton, plays so much more decisively. Yeah, And he he's does. actually able to make, uh, you know, negative plays for the offense by getting on the other side of the line of scrimmage and making some plays over there. Yeah. And I just, I never see that with Hitchens. At least, yeah, I feel like Bolton's not a perfect player, but he brings something to the table. Yeah, and you can see, like, you can kind of see what the Chiefs wanted him to be when they drafted him. Yeah. 
So I, I can see the process there. I don't understand why we don't have him in the mic right now, because that's going to be where he's going to be in the future. I think he's a better player right now, so why not just pull the trigger on that? I don't know. I don't know. Baffling. Um, okay, one negative that I saw about the defense, screens continue to absolutely kill us. Well, it's because they keep cheating. You're not allowed <laughs> to throw the ball behind the line. Yeah, it's not allowed to make it look like you're just going to, you know, fall back. Yeah, I don't I guess that maybe needs to be another point of emphasis. I think it might have to do with um the young young linebackers aren't able to kind of key on that as mm-hmm. quickly yeah. as a veteran might. But yeah, every time they're on the screen, I'm like, well crap, here's a first down. See, I think that it's still true. I think it was especially bad early on when you had everyone trying to do too much. And like the the, the assignment discipline wasn't there and basically everyone was overrunning every play. Yeah. And just to clarify, I'm talking about running back screens, not wide receiver screens. Yeah, I mean any of them really. If you if you get to be people flowing like the fake, it's the running good. it's the running back ones that have been killing us because all of our pass rushers run upfield. Our linebackers are chasing some wide receiver, and then they pop it to that running back, and then he goes for like fifteen yards. And it's like you can do that anytime you want to. At least once this year, I've seen Anthony Hitchens pull a D forward, which was not jumping offside in the AFC Championship game. It was like from his rookie year, whenever like he was trying to play the run, but somehow turned his back to the ball carrier and ran the opposite direction. Yeah, I remember that. That was a, that was a bad look. Yeah. I, I just I don't know how your your scheme expert linebacker is supposed to do that kind of stuff. Anyhow, I've, I've, I've hated on him enough this podcast. Yeah. All that to say is that's a defense that held the opponent to seven points. And I feel like even for a team that's dealing with a backup rookie quarterback, yeah. that's quite an accomplishment. Well, it's kind of like the Giants game. It's like 17 points against a professional football team. That's okay. You yeah, win that's, every week. that's good in the modern NFL. Yeah. Anytime you go hold them under 20, you will take it. Yeah. Um, I'm going to give one little shout-out here, and I always consider this unit to be part of the defense, but the punting game. Mm. Uh, well, I've got a whole section on the special team. Oh, uh, okay, okay, okay. Well, then we'll get to that later. But <laughs> So special teams. Yeah. Uh, how, about the, how about the punting game, Andrew? Yeah, wow. I don't know how you knew I wanted to talk about that. Um <laughs> Well, uh, well, Tommy Townsend showed up. Yeah. He was ready to play. He, I know this is weird for a punter, but he needed a good game because his <laughs> kind of... It's a get-right game for a punter? Yeah. <laughs> his kind of legacy as a Chiefs punter is, one, he hardly ever does anything. Yeah. And then, two, he messes up quite a few punts, especially in the Super Bowl. Um, and this is kind of like the joke about if you say you're really good at checkers, that probably means you're not really good at a lot of things. Yeah. <laughs> it's kind of like if you say, hey, man, our punter had a great game, yeah, that really probably means that game did not go great for you. Yeah. At least not for your offense. Yeah. It's true. Uh, and it was true in this game. But whenever you get into a weird game like that for the Chiefs where you're in, like, you know, field position really matters, mm-hmm. it's nice to have a punter that can boom it. And it really matters for us now because we can't move the ball that well. Used to not matter. Short field, long field, whatever. Yeah, so Tommy Townsend, that was great. Love your hair. Whenever he's playing well, his hair is awesome. When he shanks a punt, his hair looks stupid. So just keep playing good. Yeah. That's my advice for him. Um, okay, speaking of things that we thought would be a concern in the preseason that have not materialized at all, do you remember whenever one of the biggest concerns that we had as a team was Harrison Butker making extra points? I don't, honestly. Do you remember? Well, I, I remember that. Pepperidge Farms remembers. No, I, I remember whenever that was an issue. He has not missed a single extra point this entire year. Has he missed a field goal? 
He has missed, I think, one field goal the other week, but it was like a really long one. So he might be like the best part of our team right now, like for the for the season. He yeah, might be having the best chief season of any yeah. player. I'm sure statistically he's having one of the best uh, kicker seasons in, in the NFL right now. Yeah. So he's been great. It's what, kickers are one of those things that like you never talk about them unless they screw up. But I just want to give him a little shout out. Yeah, he's we're been, trying to he's been playing very well. Trying to correct that. Trying to recognize some unsung heroes for the Chiefs. Yeah. Also, I don't even really know who to attribute this to, but we had a blocked field goal and we recovered a punt. Oh, um, that would be Mr. Alex Okafor. Got up there Okafor. and used, used all of his length. Like a, like a tall oak tree. Just reached up yeah. and swatted it down. Yeah, yeah that was great. Um, we made him miss another kick. I don't think that really had anything to do with us. I think it's just because Mason Crossbar kind of sucked. Yeah, Mason Crossbar. That's what I call him. He didn't hit the crossbar, though. He wasn't, he wasn't even that close. Yeah. And, uh, yeah, we had that one punt that their player touched, and we returned it for a touchdown, but apparently you can't do that on a muff punt. And I'm kind of like, why? I don't know why they Can changed you not the do rules. That? And what was funny is they let the whole, they let the play go the whole time. Yeah. Which is usually what you do whenever, uh, whenever you think there might be a touchdown. Yeah. The touchdown was, by rule, impossible on that play, so... I'm, I was confused by it as well. Um, that was just kind of a fluky thing, but I don't know. The guys, the guys were there to make plays whenever they had the opportunity for it. So. Yeah. yeah, special teams, two thumbs up. All right, on the offensive side of the ball, uh, 13 points. Not great. It's enough to win. That's true. It's true. It's it was, it was, it was scored enough. It was scored enough. Yeah. So the... The common culprits for our offensive lack of production mm-hmm. has been turnovers, penalties, um, drops, and just our complete befuddlement by the, the two deep safety look that we keep seeing. And we had most and of And this week, we didn't turn the ball over. Progress. <laughs> All three of those other ones screwed us up, but we knocked down that first pin. Yep. So yeah, we won the whole game without... Uh, committed a turnover. Even that was great. We tried our darndest. We tried a few times. Mahomes had an interception that definitely should have been a pick. Yeah, Nicole tried to turn it over a couple times. Nicole tried to quickly becoming the most infuriating chase player. Did he fumble today? Um, he, he had that see. really that killer drop on third and he one. Had, yeah, he had a fumble that passes a drop. Um, I think he also might have fumbled out of bounds or something else stupid. Yeah, I don't know. I'm just kind of looking like, how, how many years does he have left on his contract? This is like his third year. I was listening so to I was listening to a fancy football podcast the other day, and they you know they talk about every play in the league, so they don't have time to watch a whole lot. Mm-hmm. But even they noted that like man, he just makes mental mistakes all the time. Yeah, and just like his his like the number of like snaps and targets that he gets on what's normally a good offense and like the production that he gets out of it is just baffling. Let me tell you something. That guy is a natural born. Las Vegas Raider. Ooh, he is extremely fast, very dumb, not very good at anything else about football other than being fast. We need to trade him because they just lost a speedster receiver forever. Offseason, trade him to Las Vegas. It could be a fourth-round pick. I don't care. Yeah, I would do it for a fourth. Yeah, I would love to do that. Yeah. I, my way Plus, of we get, to, we get to benefit from his uh, stupidity twice a year. Yeah. I do think that... Deservedly or not, he is kind of a victim of where he was drafted and kind of expectation. Um, so if he was 
let's say for instance he was like an undrafted free agent that we just kind of discovered and we had him playing i think everyone would think of him as this like you know really great gadget weapon that can sometimes catch a ball too the problem is we drafted him to be like a legit number two wide receiver and he's not that who would you rather have play right now for the chiefs mccall hardman or byron frank Ooh. That's, yeah, that's actually kind of tough. Not a great choice, but one of those guys was a second-round pick, first pick of the draft, and the other one was like a UDFA who sat out for a couple years. It's tough because like McColl has the like physical capabilities. He's got some really killer speed. Problem is he doesn't have anything else yet. So he's kind of like it feels like he's what Tyreek was before Tyreek developed into being a good wide receiver. He he is not on the Tyreek curve. I don't think. No, I don't. I don't think so either. Um, but yeah, I mean, what he is right now, he's, he's great on those like jet sweeps. We get him one or two of those a game. It's usually a big game. He fumbles about half of them. So that's not too he bad, does right? fumble a lot. Yeah. I would really, really like him to stop being our punt returner. Mm-hmm. Oh, that's it. That's it. Yeah. He like muffed a punt or fumbled it or something stupid. Didn't yeah. he do that? Or am I, or am I just making that up? Uh, he might've done it. Maybe went out of bounds or something. Uh, we, we didn't actually have any turnovers that got recovered by the other team. But yeah, it's just like two or three times a game he has a play where it's like, come on, dude. Yeah. Whereas like if you did that like once every now and then, you'd be like, well, that's just kind of the NFL makes sense. But it happens so consistently. I think this is like clearly our number one need now. Like we've <clears throat> we've always kind of, I think ever since we got rid of, even when we had Sammy Watkins, I think we were thinking we needed to upgrade the receiver position. And now it's just like glaringly obvious. We got nothing outside Kelsey and Hill. Like this is like the year where we... We in the offseason draft someone really high or make a big blockbuster trade. Knowing Brett Beach will probably be a big blockbuster trade. Um, bring someone in. And I don't, I won't go so far to say we have nothing. Like we have a we have some guys that can make a play every now and then. We have we have like three number four receivers. Yeah, is the way I put it. Yes, which like, like they're all tied for last. They're they're not like they're lesser than the sum of their parts. If that makes sense, it does. Uh, so, anyways, we know that's been an issue. No news there. Yeah. I don't think Miko Hardman is what's slowing down this offense, though. No, I mean, if you had to choose someone, well, who would you choose? There are there are much bigger problems on the team than Miko. Yes. Yeah. Uh, well, and we don't. We've we've been an elite offense in the past with getting almost no production out of him. So, I to me, that's like. He's not the issue, but he's definitely not part of the solution. And I'm not, okay, I'm not like a Sammy Watkins defender, okay? Yeah. But we were better whenever he was actually playing. That's true. And we had a, I think we had a harder time whenever it was like Tyreek and, and Kelsey out there. Yeah. It's, it's definitely true. Uh, but what we're seeing this year, this is totally unique. This is something, the offense is struggling in a way that it hasn't, even whenever we didn't have like Tyreek out there for a few games, even when we didn't have Sammy before we even got McColl. So mm-hmm. it's definitely something else. And it's, it's those things that I was talking about earlier, the, the turnovers, the penalties, okay. the cover two that we just cannot figure out. Um, so I've got a question for you. I've kind of seen two kind of camps coalescing on mm-hmm. Twitter in regards to how we should fix the offense. Are you on team we're not being aggressive enough and that we just need to make more deep plays and just kind of make it happen? 
or are you on team we're being too aggressive we're not taking the check downs enough we just need to you know ground and pound win that way um i don't know if i'm team i am team we are not good enough at being conservative Ooh, not good enough at being conservative interesting yeah like we do not have the discipline to run a short pass uh power run type of team we, we hold too much we our, our stupid freaking receivers do not run the right routes, or at least they are on the same page as Pat. Pat still is a work in progress on pocket presence, I think. Yeah, well, and can't help. It's like his 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 demons of throwing the ball deep don't seem to die very easy. It's like he he, he still wants to do that, even if it <laughs> just keep even if the, like yeah, the twenty yard pass is there. Take him with the bottle. Yeah, yeah. Um, I guess we we got to talk about Mahomes. Uh, I'm not one of these that. I think the quarterback, as is always the case in the NFL, they get too much of the credit and they get too much of the blame. Mm-hmm. So I'm not on board with like Mahomes stinks right now. Yeah. Um, I will say he hasn't been very good the last couple of weeks. He's definitely in a bit of a slump here. Yeah. Um, and we talked about that, you know, in previous weeks. And I think against the Packers, I saw a little bit of improvement. He looked a little less flustered out there. Than he has been in past weeks. It still wasn't like the Mahomes that we're used to, though. No. Um, so I, I I tend to think of Mahomes. You know, if he's if he's our Ferrari quarterback, the Ferrari's not working. That's pretty obvious to everyone right now. Mm-hmm. Or he's not working right. So I think you just kind of keep replacing parts and seeing like what's wrong with it that way. Because it's like at first it was like okay, Mahomes' pocket presence is bad. Well, maybe that's because of the offensive line, the protection's not there. I feel like that did pretty well last week. By all accounts, they had a good week on the offensive line. So it probably wasn't the protection. Now I think, to me, it's it's one of two things. It's either he really does just kind of have the yips and, and can't seem to figure it out and it's all up in his own head. Or two, I think our, I mean, the the, the, the cover two and the doubling Kelsey and, or pressing Kelsey or whatever, Takes away the big plays, takes away the security blanket in Kelsey. For the most part, he's always, he's always going to get something. But I feel like receivers two through four, like Pringle, Hardman, and uh, D-Rob, uh, they, I don't think, are helping at all with the way they run routes. I think it's bad route running. I think it's lazy route running. I think it's flat wrong route running, reading things the wrong way. Um, I, th- I think if there's something wrong with Mahomes that is exterior to himself, it is that just – People we're relying on to make plays um, in the receiving core are not doing it. Yeah, even like the more reliable targets that he likes to rely on, like Tyreek and Kelsey, they've they've had you know cases of the drops in the yeah, past weeks. Yeah, that's true, and uh, they've contributed to the turnovers as well. Um, to me, it's really not like one in particular thing that you can point on. Like that's the problem with the Chiefs' offense. Because I see like that's kind of the the national view right now. Is what's wrong with the Chiefs' offense? Why is it broken? And I don't think it's one specific thing you can point to. Yeah. I think it's just like the accumulation of all those things that we had discussed with the turnovers, um, the run game not being as good as it should be, the inability to play conservatively. Uh, one thing that popped into my mind was way back in like Mahomes' first year, I thought it was awesome that we were like this really super explosive, um, big, big yardage play type of offense. Yeah. 
But I was kind of concerned that we would become over-reliant on that and wouldn't mm. be good at the rest of it. So you were like 40 now, and everybody. short term, I felt like an idiot because that turned out to not be true. We won a Super Bowl, we went to another Super Bowl, and we were awesome. So I was dumb and wrong at the first part. But now it is kind of, we are kind of at a point, I thought you put it really well, where like we're not good at playing conservatively. Like we're not good at being a boring offense. Mm-hmm. So like things like whenever you whenever you run that like two super deep safety thing, your advantage is you're taking away the big explosive play. The negative to that though is you're making it much easier for the other team to play very conservatively and just keep the chains moving. Mm-hmm. And that's why defenses generally don't want to do that. It's because that's the way NFL offenses often operate. Yeah. But the Chiefs don't want to play like that. We don't want to play where we're just running the ball all the time. We're doing all these short passes and just slowly moving down the field. Yep. We want to go for the big play anyways. I think that's why it's it's just messed with us so much this year. Here's a question. How much do you put on the play call? Ooh, that is, that's a really tricky one because it's, it's hard from like a fan's perspective just watching the game to know exactly what the play calls are. And I don't, I don't know if I really have like the level of expertise to know that. I will say that, I don't know, maybe this is like a dumb fan thing, but like, is there not some plays that we can call that like exploit weaknesses in the, the deep cover two uh, defense? Well, yeah, that's, that's kind of my question is, you know, it feels like Andy Reid can be consistent in a good way, but also just maybe for lack of a better word, stubborn. Yeah. It's like, well, this should work. Well, it's not working. You're going to have to scheme something a bit more creative than, you know, the big play offense we've had in the past. I just I wonder if, if there's not some blame to be shared there with Ben uh, or Reed or whoever was calling plays just for not being dynamic and unpredictable enough in the play call. Yeah. Well, and we've, we've seen Reed kind of go into a slump <clears throat> as a play caller before. Do you remember in 2017, whenever we went into that, like, really hard slump in the middle of the season and we lost to, like, all three of the New York teams? You remember that? All three? Yeah. And like oh, concessions and like subsequent things. It was like yeah, I remember that. Bills, <clears throat> Giants, Jets. Like we lost all three of those teams in rapid succession. I don't really remember why, but I mean that was an Alex Smith year, so it's not terribly surprising. Yeah. Well, anyways, we just slumped really hard. I think he turned over play calling to Nagy for a while there. And we kind of we kind of figured that later on in the year. Yeah. So it it's happened before. So I don't know, to answer your question, I don't really know. <laughs> <laughs> I, I never thought I would see a Patrick Mahomes offense looking worse than an, an Alex Smith offense. And that's kind of where we are right now, which is wild. Yeah, that's definitely where we are. Um, okay, a few things on the injury. Yang, he got a bit of a rib. so Got a little rib in there. Got a, he got ribbled. He got ribbed. ribbled. So he's out for a bit. Um, Rimmers, I think he's coming back this week. So I heard he didn't practice. Oh, really? So he might be out there. If not, I guess it will be Wiley. So we do kind of have a Oh, yeah. Oh, I forgot how much I hated that. You don't like Wiley? I don't know if it even was a problem on Sunday. I just had flashbacks to the Super Bowl. I, there was one play where he got got by a pass rusher and it turned into a sack. Mm-hmm. Other than that, I didn't notice a huge amount of issues with having Wiley in there. But I just think of him being ideal. I think of him being an okay guard and a bad tackle. Yeah. So, we've discussed a lot of the negatives of the offense. 
I want to know kind of like what's your outlook? Do you think this is just who we are offensively now? Do you think they're going to figure things out? Well, what are you what are you feeling? I mm, let's see. I think there are things Mahomes got to sort through that only he can do. If that makes any sense. Like he's just going to have to get his mind right. He's going to have to get his mind around. It's okay to take the, the short pass. It's okay not to press, press the ball down the field. Yeah. It's okay to hand it off on RPOs. Um, I think it's, this is just kind of, I've, I've talked about this before, I think earlier in the podcast, or, you know, in earlier podcasts, I should say, but you got to handle the counter punch. If this is the way teams going to play us now, you, you can't go back to, Oh, well, you know, we'll just keep toasting everyone over the top. I, I think that might be done at least until you can run the conservative offense enough to open things up. You've got to basically, you've got to punish teams for what they're trying to do to you right now. Yeah. And and we're not in a position to do that right now. That could be Mahomes, you know, his instincts and the way he's played so far. It could be that, you know, especially like I know I've harped on already, but the receivers just don't have the discipline to run that kind of offense or or you know, run precise enough routes. They the focus I think I think the the focus is really a big piece of this turnover penalty problem that we have. Um so it, it's not just Mahomes, I think it's on the entire Chiefs offense to really get good at running the conservative offense. If they can do that, then it will slowly start to open back up, I think. You'll see less too high safety look, at least not so uh, so brazen. Um, but whether they can get that figured out this year in time to get to and or do some damage in the playoffs, hard to tell. I, I trust them to get it right next year. I just don't know if they can do it this year. Yeah, I mean, football is all about adjustments. It's a game of adjustments, so... Defenses have adjusted to what we were doing. Now we got to adjust to what they're doing. Yeah. So far, we've not been very good at it because we're not used to playing like that. But we're gonna have to get good at it because this is what you're gonna you're gonna keep seeing this until we can beat it consistently. So going forward, um, I I really feel like they're very close to turning a corner and figuring things out because it isn't like. It's not like the Chiefs have gotten, you know, figured out and Mahomes has gotten figured out and like, oh, they're just not going to be good anymore. I think teams kind of, they've figured out a way to kind of mitigate the large play. It turns out that affects us way more than what we expected. Yeah. But I think the adjustment to that is not that far kind of beyond our grasp. I feel like we're very close to figuring it out. And it will be okay. Because, I mean, teams like the Chargers, they were doing this to us early on in the season. We were still moving the ball really well against them. Yeah. We just had the turnovers. Now it's like we're not having to deal with the turnovers, but we just can't really move the ball consistently. Mm-hmm. So I, it's hard to say, like, right now, because the offense is so bad for, like, three weeks in a row now. But I really do feel like they're close to turning the corner and getting back to kind of playing the way that they normally do. I'll tell you, if Mahomes can actually work through this and the offense as a whole can work through this, <clears throat> I don't think it changes like the trajectory of Mahomes' career. I think I think Mahomes emerges from this as a more resilient quarterback. Yeah. Because yeah. You know, yeah. I think <clears throat> there's a lot of questions. Like if I I think I've said before, if I were if I were the fan of an opposing team, I'd be like, well, Mahomes is cooked, he's done. This is he's a fraud the whole time. I would never say he's so in the flam. Yeah. Well, I wouldn't either, but I think if, if I were like I don't know. Bills fan, I'd be like, yeah, that guy sucks. Well, well don't don't look at the Jags game. Bills can't be uh, they can't be casting stones right now because <laughs> they actually this is an interesting little thing to bring up. Defenses are playing the Bills the same way they're playing the Chiefs. Yeah, well, I think it, and the Bills cannot figure it out either. 
I talked about this. The Chiefs and, and you know, to a lesser extent, these other high octane passing offenses change the league. They 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 are basically directly responsible for this, you know, the roof on it defense that we're seeing now. So it's it's on us to try to break through it. But yeah, I think if, if Mahomes can get to the point like a and I hate the comparison, but I'm gonna say it anyway, like Tom Brady, where Brady yeah. Brady can play he can play the, the big play offense, he can he can do the death by a thousand cuts offense. Probably better than anyone, honestly. Yeah. So if Mahomes can get that part of the game figured out, then you he, he actually truly would be unstoppable. Well, and again, I hate saying this, but Brady and Rodgers <laughs> and a lot of these great quarterbacks of yesteryear, I threw them all in there, uh, they were great at taking like the easy play. Yeah, They could move the ball down, keep the chains going. They'll take the easy play all day long. They're happy to do it. Mahomes, I feel like he knows that he should do that, but like when he gets out there and the adrenaline's going and the blood's pumping – it's like he can't quite bring himself just to take that little 11-yard check down when he wants to, you know, throw it into Nicole when he's double-covered. I think it's something he just doesn't really have yet. Like, when at Texas Tech was he required to have, like, like pocket presence where he wasn't scrambling and bailing all the time? Well, I think at Texas Tech he was basically, you know, he was, yeah, like, but that's, he was like a two-minute drill. That's perfect. what he's doing right now is he's defaulting to, okay, when things get in trouble, you just play balls to the wall crazy. And that's that's kind of what he's been trying to do, and it will not work with the defense that he's facing now. Yeah, well, and I think that's he also kind of got put in that position by how bad the defense was the first month or so. Yeah, we talked about it back then. I thought the defense was contributed to how bad the offense was performing. Yeah, so that's why I'm really happy that the offense, you know, through Hooker Crook, they've gotten a couple games under their belt here where we're holding teams under 20 points. And it's like, oh, hey, we can win a game 13-7 to now. Yeah. So I think that's great for the offense to know that they don't have to they don't have to score 35 points to win every single game. I will say the most encouraging thing out of that game that we just saw against the Packers, other than no turnovers, is Mahomes' big, long third-down conversion to Tyreek Hill. Yeah. Because that was just like the, the amount of like success and, and reinforcement I think he needed to maybe start getting – Back out of the slump. If that's really if it's if it's really you know ninety percent half mental, then I think that he's got a he's got a what they people say it's all over Twitter. But see the see the ball go through the hoop. I think the ball went through the hoop there, and and hopefully you know you can see that tied directly to a Chiefs win. He can start to get out of this. Well, and you saw how much like emotion he had and excitement. Oh, he finally yeah. made that play. Like, like, like as much as we've ever seen him. Finally, I'm kind of you know getting my mojo back here a little bit to ice that game. It was one play. It, it was, was one play, but it was a very crucial play, and it iced the game for us. It won it for us. Yeah. So, it, yeah, I was I was very glad that he was able to end on a positive note in that game that was overall not not very good. So, yeah, I feel like, and, and again, I don't know when it's going to happen. It could be, it could happen too late. But I do think at some point the offense is going to figure things out. We're going to get rolling again. And then if the defense can kind of keep building towards what they've been doing, I don't know. Maybe we're maybe it's uh, late December and we're feeling pretty good about things. Man, I'll tell you what. And this is a it's a bit of a segue, but it would not surprise me at all if we put up forty points on the Raiders next week. Oh my, forty points! Yeah, I think it all just kind of comes out. I I would be beside myself with excitement. That talk about a beleaguered team. Like their coach got fired in in disgrace. Um, for non-football reasons, in the, middle, in the middle of what was supposed to be like their year, like they were doing well. Yeah, this was supposed to be like the peak of the John Gruden. Are years. they not still winning the division technically? Uh, yeah, they're in the lead right now at five and three. three. Yeah, everyone's got five wins right now somehow. Yeah, 
Um, so yeah, Gruden gets fired in disgrace. Um, Henry Ruggs had some terrible things that he did slash happened to him. Um, He's no longer on the team. Pretty sure did. Well, yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. I, I know what you're saying. Bad all the way around. Yeah, that dude. That was that yeah. was bad, bad. If you wanna, if you're not familiar with what we're talking about, we'll let you look it up yourself because yeah. it's a very unpleasant thing to speak about. Yeah, but yeah, it's about as bad as you could possibly imagine. He's off the team. He's I have to he's, imagine he's done, done football. with football forever. Yeah. And then yeah. the most recent thing was their quarterback. Uh, what's his name? Damian Arnett. Yeah, he wanted to prove how uh, hard a gangster he was. So he got on TikToks and started waving a gun around. Yeah, which <laughs> you know, whenever like I see athletes do this a lot, but they tweet like an angry tweet that's like very clearly directed at one person. Yeah. But I'm just like, you know, sipping on my coffee at 9 a.m. at work, and I'm just kind of like, uh, okay. <laughs> it, I felt like it was one of those where it's like, maybe just, you know, send that video to one person. Don't just kind of fire it out into the, everybody. But anyways, he did that. Uh, that wasn't the only thing, though. He's, he's had a list of crazy things that happened to him. Um, apparently, he crashed like four rental cars in one month. <laughs> did you hear about that? No. Yeah, he, he did that. He's like Hurd's least favorite customer. Yeah. So, um, and there was some, I think some other off the field issues as well. And then on the field, he, he was a bit of a, he, I don't know if a boss. He was never good. Yeah. He was never very good for them. So they just cut bait. With this them. was their first round pick last year, right? Uh, it was the same year as Ruggs. Yeah. So I think that was. 2020. Yeah. Maybe so. Yeah. I don't know. I don't know. The Raiders is such a weird team right now. Like uh, even more than normal Raiders weirdness. Yeah, like the Raiders are always a little sketchy, but yeah. this year they're just straight up bonkers. The record's still pretty good. It feels like they should be in shambles. Uh, I think they had like that energy boost off of getting you know the backup coach in there. They played a couple of meh teams. Yeah, and then last week they got beat by the Giants, which people tell me is bad. Yeah, yeah. Well, and apparently the Giants are just this terrible team that you should beat by fifty points every week. Yeah. That's what people were saying when the Chiefs played and then the Raiders lose to them. Yeah. So, no, I think the Raiders are done. Um, I think it's just a matter of, you know, can we pick up the two games against them this year? Because we're going to need them. We're going to need both those games. Yeah. Now, the Raiders have played us pretty closely in the last year or so. I I struggle to know how much of that is just, I don't know, matchup or how much of it is John Gruden knows Andy Reid really well. Which won't matter anymore. Yeah, it won't matter because he's gone now. Um, Derek Carr seemed to be having a bit of a. I feel like he's like the um, the Jay Cutler Memorial quarterback who someone's trying to fix every year. Yeah, you know. Yeah. It's like, oh, we've got a new offensive coordinator this year. This is the guy that's going to fix Derek Carr. He's kind of the AFC version of Kirk Cousins, where well, he's yeah, a little bit. He's perpetually either he kind of goes through like months where he has a good month, he has a bad. So it's always either like, oh, Kirk Cousins slash Derek Carr is actually better than you think, or nope, he's the same guy that we thought. And it's just like this never-ending cycle. I feel like he's the guy, and this goes for Kirk Cousins too, would be great like if you're going to visit your grandma and like you bring Kirk Cousins or Derek Carr. And she's like, oh, that's the sweetest man. Okay. But was not a good quarterback. Yeah, I mean, I, I think he's a good dude. Yeah. Um, I, don't, I don't hate him personally as some Chiefs fans seem to. I, I kind of miss the days where we just owned Derek Carr. Yeah. Like, there was, there was, like, fun. ten games in a row there where he lost to us. It was fantastic. 
I went to a game at Arrowhead in 2019, and we put up like 45 points on them, and they scored like I don't know, 10 or something. Yeah. It was just a complete bloodbath. Well, and and Chiefs fans will probably not admit this now, but there was definitely a time whenever we were kicking ourselves for not drafting Derek Carr in 2013. Really? Oh, yeah. Oh. Yeah. That's a dark timeline. Well, right you, you, you got to understand where we were. Yikes. It's it's all okay now, but there was a time when we were like, man, it was kind of like it's kind of like Russell Wilson. We were like we drafted a tackle like two picks before Russell Wilson, mm-hmm. and then we called that tackle not Russell Wilson for his entire career. <laughs> there was a while there where Alex Smith was like not Derek Carr. I feel like talking about your history as a Chiefs fan is like a, an origin story for a superhero, where it's like, oh, I can understand why you are the way you are now. Yeah, it's like my, I understand why your mind goes to a very negative yeah. place. My superpower is melancholy. This is the reason. <laughs> I knew it. I knew we were frauds. Always frauds. Yeah. Fun- functional that's pessimism. Funny. That's like my superpower. <laughs> you can't possibly bring me down. Yep. Yep. Further than I already am. All right. So, a couple of notes that I had about the Raiders. Um, where I talked about how they're going through a bunch of weird stuff. Is Josh Jacobs still playing yeah. consistently? He, he's back in. Now, he was kind of a favorite of John Gruden, so he hasn't. I don't know if he's quite the bell cow back anymore. It's probably because it's pretty good. They got him and they got Kenyon Drake. Okay. I think they've been kind of in a bit of a timeshare. That doesn't make any sense to me. But their offensive line is not nearly as good as it was last year. Well, they traded out a bunch of guys, didn't they? Yeah. yeah. They revamped an offensive line that was already really good mm. for mysterious reasons. So if it's not broke, you can fix it. Uh, well, you can try to. Yeah. It might not work. Well, this mostly hasn't. Aren't there receivers like Hunter Renfro and some guy whose name's... Brian Edwards, who I'm always going to call Braylon Edwards for his entire career. Yeah, Brian Edwards, um, Hunter Renfro, and, well, their main receiver is Darren Waller. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. Is he still an unstoppable force? He actually, well, I don't know. I only really follow follow him on fantasy right now. For fantasy, he's not been super great this year. He's been a little inconsistent. Um, I think a couple of players that we need to watch out for on offense – not really worried about their run game because we've kind of shown that we're not going to get killed by that. Um, oh boy. The, probably the number one thing. Oh, oh, I thought you had some breaking news. In. No. Um, probably the number one offensive weapon that I'm concerned about is Darren Waller because we're we still uh, cannot figure out tight ends. That's kind of like the the offensive version of uh, the defense always falling for screens. We're always like, wait, you can't pass to the tall guy. What are you doing? <laughs> That's not fair. That's a lame. that's a blocker. He can't catch the ball. Illegal illegal man downfield. Yeah, so I'm I'm worried that he might go crazy on us. Uh, Derek Carr, he he can be a very good quarterback whenever he's protected well and whenever he's playing kind of in rhythm. Yeah, but he he's not a quarterback that can adjust mid play very well. I don't think, and he's not a quarterback that can take a whole lot of hits and sacks. He he can get rattled. So this is a guy, if we, if we can get him off the spot, yeah, he would do pretty well. This is good. This is shaping up well for the Chiefs because we, our pass rush is both at full strength and seems to be at least aspiring to mediocrity. Um, and if I understand right, their offensive line is, is kind of in disarray right now. Oh, yeah. Something I forgot to mention about the Packers game is we blitzed, like, insanely often. Like, on 50% of snaps, something crazy like that. Which you can get away with that against Jordan Love. Probably yeah. against Derek Carr. Well, yeah, you might not be able to do as much on Derek Carr, but I my recommendation for Spags is go super aggressive early in this game. Yeah. So I think Carr is a guy that, again, I like him, but 
I do think he's a guy that if he gets hit several times early in the game, he can kind of go into a shell and kind of yes. panic. Yeah. So I think I'm okay giving up a few big plays or risking that early on if you want to blitz pretty heavy. Yeah. And just get him on the ground, hit him a few times, just kind of make him play a little rattle. I like it. Um, and then on defense, I don't know, their defense doesn't really seem to have any, much of an identity to me. I know they have one very good pass rusher, I'm Max Crosby, Crosby right? yeah. which I think he's a bit of a speed pass rusher, which is a little bit scary. I don't know if he plays on the left or the right side. I bet he plays whichever. It doesn't matter, actually. I know Either one would be okay. I know Orlando Bloom has some trouble with that. He does. Those speedy guys. Yeah. And whoever at right tackle probably will have some trouble as well. Trouble, that, yeah, for anyone, really. Yeah. Other than that, I don't really know any, anything else about their defense. Um, Jonathan Abrams hits people really hard. But also hurts himself. Yeah. 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 Uh, yeah, I don't know. They're they're an okay defense. They're not like as bad as they have been in past years. From are, do you think they're better than or worse than the Packers? Oh, worse than okay. yeah. No, I, th- I think the Packers defense is underrated. They have they have one player, one linebacker. Linebacker, his, yeah. His his number was like fifty one. Yeah. And he was killing us. He was filling very hard. I don't. It's like every play. I'm like, where is this guy coming from? Yeah. He's just absolutely murdering our running backs. But yeah, I, I don't think they're as good as the Packers defense. Okay. I don't know if we'll put up. I don't think we're going to put a forty on them. I love it, but so I think, like I said, we're not we're not highfalutin. We just want to win. Yeah, uh, I think it's a possibility that the Chiefs win handily, but that that's really dependent on them. Like if this is the breakout game, or if this is like one more, let's just get out here on the W kind of thing. Yeah, I would I would just love to see a game where our defense plays well and our offense plays well. At the same time, if we could, do, <laughs> I know that's like, Jonathan. As a Chiefs fan, you should know that. I know awesome. every fan thinks that, but if we could do that, then we'd be a good team. Dang it! Yeah. I would, also, I would just like to see our offense get clicking yeah. against you know a defense that's not just terrible. Yeah. So if we could put up like thirty plus on them, I would be oh man over the moon. Thirty points. I would love thirty points in any game. Oh yeah. Yeah. I'd always take that. Uh, any predictions for the game you want to throw out there? Um, I think the Chiefs have a turnover early, but it does not rattle them. Oh, yeah. Well, that would be nice because that normally rattles us a lot. I think we win thirty-one to twenty-one. Hmm. Yeah, I don't. I, I feel like it could be a closer game than we want it to be. Divisional opponents are always a bit closer than you would think. Yep. Uh, I feel like this is the kind of game where we're gonna be like. I'm going to predict that we win it, but it's like 27-24. Like, it's a pretty close contest. So, that's what I'll go with. Who's running the Raiders right now? Um, Who's in charge? Well, do you mean like the whole franchise? Yeah. Because it feels like there's always... It's a haircut guy. Mercedes. No, 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 no. I'm talking like real people. (laughs) You think he's a real person? serious people. Yeah. You think he's just like a a satire of the NFL? Well, you got to understand. There was like a two-year period where Hugh Jackson was like... The decision maker for the Raiders franchise. The balls are. Yeah, that's whenever they like created for Carson Palmer and stuff like that. Wow, Hugh Jackson! I can't can't believe that didn't go well. No, no. (laughs) It's just it seems like the Raiders are very susceptible to power vacuums. Where like right now, John Gruden was definitely running the franchise, and now he's gone. So I guess it's Mike Mayock, but also their drafts have sucked. Mm -hmm. So I don't know. Yeah, I mean they they're okay. Their backup coach or whatever you want, interim coach. Coach, 
Um, next man up, right? Yeah. Uh, his name is Rich Basicchio, and that is begins and ends all that I know about him. I don't even know if he was a defense or an offensive guy. I assume it was one of those two. Yeah. Special teams. Yeah. Zig Weber on the side. I, th- I think Derek Carr is running the team, honestly. Derek Carr? Yeah. yeah. I'm, not, I'm not totally joking. I will credit where credit is due. I do think he has kind of endured all the crazy crap that they've been through this season better than most would. Yeah. Because as a quarterback, you're always kind of the designated leader of the team, especially mm-hmm. in you know, whatever the coach is out there. So I think he's handled that well. Um, I still think they're just going to fall apart later on in the year. Maybe not fall apart, but they're definitely going to decline. I don't. Oh, I think they're going to fall apart this week. I don't. I don't really think they're going to make the playoffs. No. So if we beat them, by the way, and the Chargers lose, which they're playing, I forget who it is, but basically there's a scenario in which we could be on top of the AFC West next week. This is this is a weird question for me. Go on. Does it feel like the homes? Josh Allen and Justin Herbert are all slumping at the same time. Yes. Isn't that weird? It is weird, and I'm not sure if it's a coincidence or not, because I, I do think that the kind of the prevalence of that cover two, like that really deep cover two shell, mm-hmm. is kind of a league-wide phenomenon this yeah. year. And I know with the Bills, that's definitely what they're dealing with as well. Uh, I don't know about the Chargers if they're dealing with that as much. Um, and Herbert's just a bit of a younger quarterback, so it could be that. I think that's part of why you look around the AFC and you're like, man, who is good? I don't understand. But, but I think it's just because all three of those guys were – you can make a strong case for being top five quarterbacks, all three of them. Which, yes, I agree completely. I want to make a quick point here. The Chiefs have lost to several teams, but they're all teams that we think will make the playoffs, right? The, Jet, the Bills lost to the Jets. That is still a lot. I can't get my head the around that Jags. One. I mean, say what you will about the season that we're having. We would not lose to the Jags. No. Even if... Yeah, not even the Jags. So, I, I don't... Yeah, I don't even know what to think about them. Um, it seems like we've wandered into some AFC slash league-wide talk. Yeah. Uh, do you have any... We want to talk about that or we want to close uh, it out? I feel like this is shaping up to be a classic year where the Ravens cruise to the one seed and then just fall flat in the playoffs. My problem with the Ravens, Andrew, if I may go Colin Coward on you for a moment here. Please do. And I've been saying this all along. The reason I think they're frauds is every single game Lamar figures out how to pass. He starts off the game, no idea how to pass the ball. Converter wide receiver. And then over the course of that game, figures it out. Yep. He is the most inconsistent in-game quarterback. Passer. Ever. Yeah. So I just, I don't, I don't know. They, they won a lot of really close games too, which I'm not, I'm not going to ding them for that too hard, but it is kind of like, I don't know. I just, I don't, I don't really, I'm not buying it. I'm not buying it. I'm not buying it. I'm not going to do it. No. I don't keep as close tabs on the NFC, but it feels like the NFC as a whole is better than the AFC this year. Counterpoint? The NFC is more top-heavy than the AFC. Okay, yeah, I'm not asking about the like strength of the entire crop. I'm talking about like, who would win the Super Bowl. Oh, you mean like the top teams? Yeah. Uh, yeah. Like there, I mean, there are three NFC teams who are probably better than any AFC team. I could see that, but the Packers just lost to the Chiefs. I know they didn't have Aaron Rodgers, but... Well, they might not. 
Yeah, they they just lost to us. The Cowboys got beat by the Broncos. That was bizarre world. Yeah. Got destroyed by them. Yeah. Uh, the Cardinals. I don't know. That might be the the hardest uh, fraud pick that I made right now because they they look pretty good. But I'm still not really buying them for similar reasons to to uh, my issues with Lamar Jackson. And the Rams, they just got bodied by the, the Titans. I'd like to have so, a video of this one. Yeah, apparently. Yeah, anybody could get beat by the Titans. They might. The Titans might actually be the best team they see right now. I don't buy it. I don't. I know that sounds weird, but like they might. Derrick Henry is he's the engine, literally the engine for that team. And I think if he's not there to threaten, then they're going to put grass back. And if you have decent coverage against Tannehill, you can beat him. Not the Chiefs. But I agree, but counterpoint, they just. Bodied one of the best defenses in the league. I think the Rams. Pro- okay, I didn't watch much of the game, but I think they probably thought they had a bit of a pass without Derrick Henry in there and played him soft. Yeah, maybe. And actually, to be fair, there was some very fluky uh, wins esque yeah. plays by Stafford early in that game. Oh yeah, he had a he went full on Mahomes, didn't he? The uh, tornado. Yeah, full wait, full on Mahomes. What's yeah, that supposed he's to be? He's had a couple. What's that supposed to mean? He's had some special some special plays this year. No, no, no. It's Wince. Wince is the bad quarterback that we make fun of. Not Mahomes. <laughs> okay, okay. Oh, no, hold on. We're, we're, all, we're all integrating the, the originator of the wacky QDB play, Jameis Winston. Oh, yeah. R.I.P. Yeah. Rest in peace. Until yeah. next season. Yeah. The AFC right now is just a, they're a bit of a morass. They're, you know what they feel like to me? If I were to describe the, the AFC, they're like a, uh, you know, like one of those old Westerns where there's like a, a brawl scene in the saloon and like, one person gets punched and everybody just starts punching each other and they get flipped over tables and bottles like broken over people's heads. Yeah, we're playing the whole time. It's like every week. Someone's, someone's going to slide a mug full of beer all the way down the bar right into someone's Yeah, head. just swack some money. Um, that's like the Jets beating the Bengals. So yeah, it's just like this room full of people and they're all just taking body shots and just getting punched in the face. Whoever's on top just gets destroyed by somebody that they shouldn't. It's a very weird time in the AFC right now, but I think it's fun. It's wild. It's wild. Yeah, it's a wild, wild west. That's what it is. And the AFC West, every single team has five wins. Some have fewer losses, but five wins. So, I don't know. It's very weird. Crazy time. Yeah. All right. Any any thoughts before we let the people go? Um, I'd like to say that the Raiders suck, and uh, go Chiefs. Go Chiefs. Happy Raider Week. Thanks for listening to another episode of Chiefs Bros. Subscribe to the show on iTunes and follow us on Twitter at Chiefs Bros. We'll talk to you later.